Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is uh, the reading from Hebrews and the Gospel reading. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, Amen. where is Christ building his church here on earth? I mean, we confess, I believe, in the Holy Christian Church. So, no fairy tale, no make-believe. The church is present in this world. Jesus himself says so, right? In the Gospel already, you, you were listening, weren't you? Jesus doesn't stutter or stammer. He is concise, concrete, to the point. He makes it crystal clear that he is in charge of the church's construction zone. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, And I tell you, you are Petey, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. That's what Jesus says. Well, what do you think about that? Hmm? Hmm? How would you rate Carpenter Christ on Angie's list? Hmm? What sort of comments would you leave on Google for Mr. Messiah, church manufacturer? Hmm? Dear friends, if we depend on the eye, we will most certainly be discouraged and probably cry. Why? Hmm? Well, I mean, from all appearances, the church is, well, divided, diminished, defiled, and distracted. Squirrel, 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 squirrel. <laughs> the church appears divided, doesn't she? Do you know how many Lutheran denominations there are in North America? Do you know? Anyone take a, anyone want to take a stab at it? Huh? Oh, wow. Keep, keep going on what? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Over 40. Over 40. Over 40 Lutheran denominations in North America. That, you, that's more than the flavors at Baskin Robbins, thank you very much. <laughs> there are hundreds of denominations in this country fighting for congregants, fighting for, for members. I mean, it's like the Hunger Games here in the American church, isn't it? Each of these denominations claiming to have a, uh, you know, a corner in the market of God's truth. I'm right and you're wrong. Na, 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 blah. The church appears to be diminishing. 
doesn't she? Especially here in the U.S. of A., the number of congregations that closed in 2019 was greater than the number of congregations that started. That was a first. We must not be surprised when we start seeing, you know, that for sale sign outside some congregations. While Ruth and I lived in New York, upstate New York, not the city, of course. Way more cows in our county than people. Thank you very much. When we lived in upstate New York from 2011 to 2016, we witnessed several congregations, Christian congregations, close. And then several months later, open as, well, coffee shop, retail store, even mosque. Um, not all three in the same church building. <laughs> that, would, that would have been bad. The church appears to be defiled. Doesn't she? Scandal after scandal. Generally when the church makes the news, it's not good news for the, for the church. It's bad news. So many sullied by the sins of priests and pastors. The very people... The very people that were supposed to pray, P-R-A-Y, for their members. Prayed, P-R-E-Y-E-D, on their members. So sad. The church appears distracted, doesn't she? Instead of being the faithful bride of Christ, so often the church looks like that loose lady of the night, lusting after the approval of men rather than the approval of God himself. The church, captivated by the culture, aping the culture, imitating the culture. Now, I could keep going on and on and on and on. I think you are picking up what Pastor Aaron is putting down, right? If we depend on these eyeballs when looking at the church, the picture ain't what? 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 Pretty. It's pretty ugly. That's what it is. Very ugly. What we see, not good. The church divided, diminished, defiled, distracted. Oh, where is Christ building his church here on earth? It's more like, you know, Jesus tearing down the church, dismantling the church, taking one brick down after another. Is Christ a liar? Is Jesus a phony, a fraud, a fiend? Oh, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we know better, don't we? The church is not a matter of seeing, but rather hearing and, uh, and, and believing, right? Christ builds his church on 
our rock-solid, saving confession, worked in us by the Holy Spirit through the gospelly good news proclamation. And what's really kind of cool in our gospel reading this evening is that we get to see this rock-solid, saving confession on the lips of Pastor Petey, don't we? Jesus takes his entourage way north, super far north, like pagan land, pagan land, pagan land, Caesarea Philippi zip code, thank you very much. And in the midst of this city, around them, these, 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 these towering temples, these places of worship devoted to bowing down to false gods, in the midst of all of this, you know, paganism, Jesus, he, he, he asked a question, right? You heard the question. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Now, they give the popular answers that they're hearing on the streets. And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Uh, nope, 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 nope. All of those answers fall woefully, hellaciously short. Time to get real personal. That's what Jesus is thinking now. He, he aims this question at the hearts of his boys, his entourage, and he fires away. But who do you say that I am? Now, Peter, of course, takes a crack at it. You know, he, he's, he's that guy, right? Bull in a china shop. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Ding, 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 ding. Confetti, balloons falling from the sky, lights flickering, the music blasting. Petey rocks the rock-solid saving confession. Jesus lets him know, right? Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Petey gets his nickname, right? His nickname? Rocky, 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 Rocky. Hey, Petey, you are now Rocky. And on your rock-solid saving confession, which the Father placed in your mouth, worked by the Holy Spirit, I will build my church. This is most certainly true. Christ does not build his church on a person. That would be uh, a bit flimsy. <laughs> not sturdy. Not steady. Does anyone here know what occurs? Just a couple of verses from this little scene. Does anyone know what Petey does in a couple of verses? Huh? Huh? Do you know what he does? Petey? Uh, he's not really a rocky, but more like a muddy. Muddy like Adam? The dirt man, the mud man, who first defied, denied, decried the Father. 
Yeah, Petey, woo! He goes all high treason on Jesus. Petey works at cross purposes with Jesus when old Jesus is about, well, a cross purpose, right? A cross purpose. That, it's all he's thinking about. That's where he's going, right? The cross! Jesus will not let Petey stiff-arm him. He will not let Petey build a wall around Mount Calvary. He will not let Petey trip him up from going to Golgotha. And so he punks Petey, doesn't he? Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. The rock upon which Christ is building his church is not a person, but a confession. That is the Father's truth about his Son, who he is, and what he has come to do for every Tom, Dick, and Harry. All revealed by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wherever the gospel is preached, the Holy Spirit is unleashed, and people are reached, called, enlightened, sanctified, and kept in that rock-solid, saving confession. All the way to the resurrection. Wherever you hear that you are the Christ, rock-solid, saving confession, making Jesus known, you can be certain that you have walked right into the church's construction zone. Jesus wearing that yellow hard hat. No work for you and for me. All work for Jesus. One thing I should be asking the trustees is, uh, you know, we should have a couple signs. A couple signs when we walk into uh, this space here. Signs on the other side of those doors. A sign that says God working. God working. God working. Reminding us that, that, that this, this is God's building site for his, his church. And we come into the church's construction zone walking not so much on our feet, but walking on our ears. We come into the church's construction zone listening to the voice of Jesus, hearing his word, hearing his gospel, his good news, which we heard in the epistle reading, Hebrews 4, verses 6 through 10. Since, therefore, it remains for some to enter it, that is God's rest, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience, again he appoints a certain day, today, saying through David, so long afterward, in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, for if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works, as God did from his. 
Many from OT Israel fail to enter God's rest, fail to enter the promised land. Why, 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 why? They let the voice of their God, the good news, the word, go in one ear and out the, out the other. My fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, let us strive. Let us strive to enter God's rest. Let us strive to listen to the voice of Jesus, the gospel, the good news, the word, the word, the word, the word. That's, after all, his only building tool. No bulldozers. No backhoes. No, 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 no. Only his voice. The good news, the gospel. Where do we hear the good news? Well, thank you for asking, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Jesus' voice at the font where the Holy Spirit uh, makes us and marks us the bride of Christ. Jesus' voice in the words of absolution where the Holy Spirit cleanses us from all that defiles us, all that damns us, all that you know, drives us far, far away from the Father. Jesus' voice giving to us in, with, and under the bread and the wine, the body and the blood, so that the Holy Spirit can stuff your mouths and stuff my mouth full of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Now, we don't see any of this with these eyeballs, do we? We got to use our ears. Our ears. The voice of Jesus enters our ears and our hearts, and we enter God's rest. We come into the church's construction zone. Oh, there's a sign up there. God working. Oh, there's a sign right there. God working. Another, another sign up there. God working. God working. All around us are these signs that say God working. The Holy Spirit works in here so that the words get out there. We all let fly, let loose that rock-solid, saving confession. It goes something like this. You, Jesus, are the Christ. You are the high priest, my high priest. You gave your life as the perfect sacrifice for my sin. And that sacrifice perfectly counts for me. Because you are the perfect Son of God. And because of your perfect sacrifice that perfectly covers me. God the Father looks at me, and all he sees is perfection. He sees a perfect, beloved child inside and out. Now, that's not what I see in the morning. Oh, I scream when I see myself in the morning. I see the wrinkles. I see the gray hair. I see all of my faults and foibles. I see all the times I let people down. But that is all swallowed up by how my Father sees me. My Father sees nothing but perfection. All because of you, Jesus. This is most certainly true. This is the rock-solid saving confession that is a rock-solid gift. 
as our beloved Dr. Marty Luther says in the very famous words from the small catechism, the meaning of the third article, you know these words, I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. No heavy lifting for you and for me. The Holy Spirit is sent by Jesus from the Father to be that divine dragger. D-R-A-G-G-E-R. Dragger. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit comes to us and he takes hold of us and he drags us. He drags us all the way to Jesus where he opens our eyes so that we begin to see with the eyes of faith who this Jesus really is. Conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and what he has come to do by his bleeding, dying, third day rising, winning forgiveness, life, and salvation for all of us. This is how Christ builds his church. No matter how divided the church looks, no matter how diminished the church looks, no matter how defiled the church looks, no matter how distracted the church looks, none of that, nothing, no one can actually destroy Christ church. So we can rest. We can rest knowing that this building project, which Jesus has begun, will be brought to completion by Jesus at the resurrection. Yellow hats, yellow hard hats, no more. Only those golden crowns of glory. Why? Because the king's palace will finally be finished. Complete. Gorgeous. Just so beautiful. Blessed are you! Blessed am I. We're blessed! My dear, baptized, believing, confessing Christians, you're going to be there! So am I. So, when we are distracted by what we see, let's uh, close our eyes and listen to the voice of J.C., who gives us the Holy Spirit from the Father to build his church that no one can conquer. Right now we say, I believe in the Holy Christian Church, but one day we will say, I see the Holy Christian Church. How glorious that will be. You don't want to miss that ribbon-cutting ceremony. And that throne, which will be yours, where you can reign and rule 
with your king forevermore. Dear friends, happy believing in the holy Christian church until you see her. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.